Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I have never been more awake in my entire life. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why. Did you get a good night's rest? No. I didn't have coffee this morning. None of that. I mean, the drive here was pretty scary. Mm-hmm. A lot of snow fell. Yes, I had at least two to three inches on all the roads on the way here. Yeah, and then when you pull into our parking lot, you really see, it's like that's where the snow plowing ends. Yeah, it was fun to do a few circles in the lot. I hate you. I woke up this morning, looked down at downtown, and there was an area where someone was obviously doing Tokyo Drift. Oh, having a little fun? That's crazy people. But the drive here, pretty... It wasn't too bad, but there, were, there was a spot where I slipped on the highway a little bit. What? Scary, scary as hell. I know. Especially at those highway speeds. Yeah, especially in a Mini Cooper soft top. Yeah, yeah I'm going to make that. <laughs> I'm going to make Chris Minders and friends. But no, that wasn't what woke me up. Uh, even singing along to whatever I was singing on the radio, that wasn't what woke me up. And, mm. you know, getting here, getting out of my car, walking in the cold, in the snow, that didn't wake me up. Elevator ride didn't wake me up. Walking all the way to the studio door didn't wake me up. Yeah. It was the moment I opened the door to the studio. Because it was dark in the studio, BuzzFam, which is not usually what it's like. Chris usually gets here like a couple minutes before me. So I was like, oh, God. And I didn't see Chris's car in the parking lot. So I open up the door, and Chris is standing there in the dark staring at me. To be fair, I was literally just turning around to go turn the lights on. It was like the end of Blair Witch, except for the person was, you were turned around. <laughs> That's what it was like, man. Jordan Silver and Friends, 6 to 9 on 96.5 The Buzz. Have you ever been in the situation where you know that you have to do something coming up that's going to make you really nervous, really nervous for, but since it's not like tomorrow, you don't have to get nervous yet? All the time. Okay. All the time. This is how I feel like all of Kansas City is right now. Because next Friday, we're going to be freaking out. (sighs) The week before the big SB. The SB. I mean, I have friends that this past, the, the past game, were so nervous they couldn't eat on Saturday. Ooh. Right before the game that happened this past Sunday. Mm hmm. Just. It's so interesting how fans will take in such anxiety, you know? Like, I understand the power of and the support that the fans can give to the players, but mm-hmm. really, whatever piece of pizza you pick from the box does not matter the no. outcome of the game. Not going to the bathroom does not matter to the outcome of the game. Not washing your jersey is not going to matter to the outcome of the game. I know. This is the longest, this is, this is the furthest that the Chiefs have been in 50 years. So I'm worried that there are going to be people that haven't washed their jerseys, and it's going to be the, the longest time that mm. they've ever gone in the history of following the Chiefs that they haven't washed their stuff yet. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting nervous thinking about it. Mm. Do you need any medication for it? What can we do to help calm our nerves before? Uh, drink. For those who don't drink? 
I'm so sorry for you. Music, world, local, and unofficial holidays. We're digging deep into history. Because we're all a bunch of nerds. And bringing you on This Day in History with Jordan Silver and Friends. Consumption is a word that has two different meanings. Number one is to use something as a resource, like to eat it, whatever, Mm -hmm. consumption. The other definition is a disease that wastes away from the body. I don't know which one they're talking about (laughs) a hundred years ago. Front page of the Kansas City Star. Maybe you can figure out. We'll get to that. But first, let's get things started a little bit more modern on this day in history. Chris, what happened in music history in 2019? Well, uh, Weezer released their Teal album, which is a cover of select songs. Here's a side-and-side comparison to one of the most popular ones. See if you can decide which ones are which. Oh, my God. Can you do you know which one is the Weezer one? My guess. Play it one more time for everybody. Watch the original and watch the Weezer version. I'm gonna go with number one being Weezer, number two being the original. Sweet dreams are made this is the original. The first one. Mm-hmm. And this is Weezer. Sweet dreams are made wow. So I appreciate them coming up with their very own distinct sound on that. When that switches to the other key, it's like we all go into an acid trip together. Can you play <laughs> that part one more time? <laughs> having acid flashbacks. My God, move on, move on, move on, move on. Uh, in this day in 2016, the X-Files returned after 13 years. Did you watch the show? I never did. Really? Surprised. I, I asked Alex if she watched it, watched it, and she said it was too scary. Yeah. Interestingly, a lot of my lesbian friends that are my age, their first crush was Dana Scully. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a friend that wrote fan fiction about... <laughs> Calling you out, Mars. I'm calling you out. I love fan fiction. Ew. <laughs> have you written fan fiction I have before? not. Okay. On this day in music history in 2009, Kings of Leon plays a fundraiser at the House of Blues in Chicago. Despite their $150 ticket price, the show sells out. Because, did you know what the, uh, it was. It was at a hospital. Offered children, <laughs> Chicago's children's hospital, the, it was benefiting pediatric cancer. <laughs> Babies. People are always going to want to help the children. I'll give them money now. I didn't miss the show. I don't even care. On this day in local history in 2000, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the Missouri law that limited the contributions that individuals could donate to an individual candidate during an election. And on this day in 1989, Ted Bundy, the serial killer who many women find very handsome, is ex- executed by the electric chair in Florida State oh. Prison. I can tell you that Senator Bundy was executed at 716 this morning in the electric chair at Florida State Prison. He was executed for the murder of 12-year-old Kimberly Leach of Lake City, Florida. Yeah, he did a lot more murdering than just that. Thank you for not having the actual audio of the zap. I never know with you. (laughs) There's a great Netflix movie that came out last year starring Zac Efron called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Yes. It's the uh, the Ted Bundy story. If you want to check that out and learn more. 
On this day in music history, 1970, Dr. Robert Moog unveils the Mini Moog synthesizer, and we actually have him in studio to help us demonstrate the synthesizer. Is that who this is? Yes. I was wondering. I do have a uh, device connected in now. Now I'll, I'll bring the filter in. All right. I'll uh, change the setting on the filter so that each of the overtones is emphasized in turn. Dr. Moog, that's enough. Thank you for coming in. Why is everybody trying to do this acid trip thing to me? I don't know. <laughs> Awful. Uh, originally, the American Federation of Musicians did not like the instrument because of its, quote, realistic settings would possibly put horn and string sections out of work. But it did not. Well, on this day in 1962, Jackie Robinson is the first African-American elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. The doors of baseball's Hall of Fame have swung open to admit two more baseball immortals, Bob Feller and Jackie Robinson. Robinson is the first of his race to be honored with admission to the Shrine of the National Game. And on this day in 1935, the Kruger Cream Ale becomes the first canned beer, proving to be a huge hit. Here's an old beer commercial. Quitting time, O.B. James Roy, I'm the boss now. I'll tell you when it's quitting time. Well, it's quitting time. Now you've got two quitting time beers to go for at Quick Trip. Quitting time and a new gold can and new quitting time light. When it's quitting time, ride on over to Quick Trip and take your pick. Do you remember? Oh, you got something? Quick Trip has a beer. Quick Trip had a beer. It was called Quitting Time, which is kind of the greatest name, <laughs> the beer. And that hella, hella rednecky sound, guys talking to each other. Um, but they don't make that anymore. That was the 70s and 80s. Do you remember back in the day when, do you, I mean, do you remember maybe possibly your parents drinking in the 80s? I rarely remember my parents drinking beers out of camp. Okay, that's all I can remember, and that's why I'm so messed up. But anyway, <laughs> um, they used to have to. They used to have to. Now that commercial. <laughs> they used to have to use this thing. It wasn't just like a little tab mm-hmm. that opened it. They had to use this little thing called a church key. Ooh. That that um, created a hole, one for the air to go in and one for you to drink out of. And so, yeah, that was the first beer can was uh, 1935 on this day in history. PBR followed very, very shortly after, like two or three years after. And um, I just can't believe that QT had a had a beer. Quitting time. That's amazing. On this day in 1922, the Eskimo pie was patented. America's most famous ice cream treat, Eskimo pie. Creamy, delicious ice cream made even more exciting with smooth, rich chocolate coating. Eskimo pie. I want one right now. Mm. Also, I don't know if do they still call it that. It seems a little not okay. I'm not sure if they've decided if that's politically incorrect In yet. 2020? I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's an okay term to use. And on this day in 1848, James Marshall discovered a gold nugget in Northern California leading to the gold rush of 1849. Mm-hmm. So he owned a sawmill. Mm-hmm. He was out looking in a river or whatever, and uh, he sees this little gold fleck, so he picks it up. Doesn't He's stupefied at the fact that it could actually be gold, but he does all the tests, and it is. And so... <laughs> 
He let the sawmill go to hell and just started get, collecting <laughs> all of the gold, which is, it makes sense, right? right? Yeah. Like, if you find gold and you own a sawmill. Yeah, F the sawmill. Exactly. I literally don't care about my sawmill. I'm going to collect all this gold. It's pretty crazy. Just to find it hanging out there. Mm. What, what happened on 100 years ago on the front page of the Casey Star, Okay, Jordan? So this is the thing, consumption. When, I, when they say consumption, I don't know if they're talking about drinking or the disease from the uh, 1800s. So it wasn't consumption for like tuberculosis, yeah, I believe. It, it just like ate away at your body. Yeah. It's what uh, Nicole Kidman's character in Moulin Rouge died from. Oh. I haven't seen that movie in so long. We should watch that. Oh, together. Okay, so... 100 years ago, front page of the Kansas City Star. It reads, how long, wait, for how long has Prohibition been going on? Since 17? Six, seven days? I think it's been a week. One week. Prohibition has been going on for one week where people cannot drink. This is 100 years ago. A couple of days ago, we had a story about somebody wanting to knock up how much alcohol content is in things. From one and a half to three percent? From half to three. Half to three. Half a percent to three. Well, now, doctors were the only ones that could legally prescribe whiskey. Okay? Give me a prescription for that. Well, that's... People are already starting to abuse it here a hundred years ago (laughs) in Kansas City because the front page of the Kansas City Star reads like this. Chills and ailments of similar nature are likely to become rampant in Kansas City within the next few weeks as a result of a ruling. The order deprives physicians of the prerogative of prescribing whiskey as a, quote, cure-all. Physicians should know that they will not be able to prescribe whiskey whiskey for soft corns and get away with it. Damn. I got a hangnail. Whiskey. I'm going to write you a prescription for whiskey. I missed the days that doctors could prescribe, like, cocaine and heroin. You were around back then? Because that was the 1800s. (laughs) Uh, Also in the story, it also notes that booze can't be prescribed for consumption. Mm. So, who knows? Who knows what they're trying to say here? It's also noted that booze can't be prescribed for consumption. Are they saying, you can just drink this? Or are they saying, you're about to die because your body's eating itself on the inside, but we can't give you booze for that? If you're about to die, I think you can eat or drink whatever the hell you want. It's 100 years ago, and Prohibition's only been going on for one week. It was a very, 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 very important law. Six local physicians have applied for permits to prescribe whiskey. So they're already trying to find ways around it 100 years ago in Kansas City and pretty much everywhere at Prohibition. Again, it goes on for another 13 years. So sorry, peeps. Well, let's go over some unofficial holidays for today. Absolutely. Of course, it is Beer Can Appreciation Day because today was the first day that beer was in a can. It's also Peanut Butter Day. So Mm. go find that big can of peanut butter, get a big old spoon and just eat the whole thing. Well, I'm glad that you know that now. Buzz fam, I don't know. If you were here when this happened, but uh, Chris used to think that peanut butter M&M's contained <laughs> healthy peanut butter. It does, doesn't it? Somewhere, but not like, <laughs> not all of it. It is also talk like a grizzled prospector day. I've oh, got yeah. a little sample of that. Oh my gosh, yes, please. Well, holy, I reckon we found ourselves some bona fide golden nuggets right here in this old mountain old grit. Yes, sirree. Mama's going to be Marty proud when she discovers we can afford fresh beans and biscuits for the wintertime. There's going to be three more weeks of it if my old egg and knee is to be reckoned with. How long have you been waiting to do that? <laughs> for like 24 hours. 
<laughs> you never know when that info will come in handy. Like maybe for your pub quiz night. That was On This Day in History with Jordan Silver and friends on the bus. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. Ugh, man, at this point, driving in the snow and the ice and everything, it's just old hat. Mm-hmm. So, um, But you do have a weather update. What's going on out there right now? Well, it is, uh, for the most part, roads are already covered. The plows are working their best. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep getting snow basically all day. Temps are going to be hovering around freezing, so be cautious. All right. You heard it. What else is going on in the news? You got some music news. Well, Angels and Airwaves are having to reschedule the second leg of their winter tour because their guitarist, Tom DeLonge, was diagnosed with a respiratory infection. Oh, no! Yeah, the band released a statement that, unfortunately, Tom has come down with a nasty upper respiratory infection. And the upcoming leg two of the winter tours are being rescheduled. And all the tickets purchased will be honored at the new show. Okay. Thankfully, they were able to play here first. Mm, yeah. Our night the bus stole Christmas. And then he gets the cold. Yes. I'm going to tell you one thing that's really hard to do if you've got an upper respiratory problem. Sing? Sing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else? What's going on locally? Well, a new data from StubHub suggests that the Chiefs fans may have a slight upper hand against the 49ers at the big deciding factor game. Mm-hmm. Missouri and Kansas have purchased 19% of the tickets. Okay. While California has only purchased 18%. So we've got that 1% more fans going. All right. Cheering on our Chiefs at Hopefully, the SB. we will see a lot of red in we, Miami. We better. Well, also, I guess maroon is the color for the 49ers, too. But they're more gold. They're Yeah, we've got similar colors, don't we? Yeah. All right. Well. Everybody's cheering for the Chiefs' kingdom Ex- next week. Especially this price chopper in Bonner Springs. They are closing early on SB Sunday. It's the Queen's price chopper. We'll close at 430 on February 2nd. So everyone can experience the big game. Good. And the store wants to apologize to its customers for any inconveniences may cause them. No inconvenience. Everybody None. should. You know, if we could take one, quote, holiday, forget Christmas. You can be open on Christmas. Forget New Year's. Forget Thanksgiving. This is the biggest thing that's happened to Kansas City in a very long time. Oh, I am so excited to see everybody celebrate this. Where are you going to watch the game? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sharon? I think I might go to um, Power and Light. Ooh. Go stand outside in the cold. That's how you do it, though. That's how you do it. No, I don't want to be cold. Red Friday. Red Friday. You're not cold if you're cheering for the Chiefs, okay? Come on. Jordan Silver on the bus. Isn't it interesting that music can make you cry? Mm, It can hit those emotions quite hard. Well, like, what is it? What is it about music that can set off an emotion? I'm an emotional... It seems like the songwriters are able to articulate maybe our emotions that we are unable to put to words and we'll listen to a song and it'll trigger a memory or an event and it'll just hit us and we'll just start to cry. You're 100% right. I did some research on this. Why do some songs make you cry? Uh, Psychology.com says that people choose music to achieve seven different ways to feel differently. One, to be entertained. Two, for revival to like remember what happens to them uh three strong sensations sometimes you just want to like feel more four is mental work five is solace six is diversion and seven is discharge now solace is like when you're sitting alone and you don't want to be alone so you play some music 
That's one of the reasons. Also, diversion mm. is a distraction from how you're feeling. Yeah, all the time. And dis- discharge is an emotional release. So, like, when you're mad in the car at traffic, and then you're just like, oh, I hate you so much. And then you take, yeah, and you sing a song, and you feel so much better. Hmm. But, yeah, it's a coping mechanism that someone, it feels good to know that someone else feels exactly like you do hmm. when they come up with music. So, I mean, like, to cry. Gosh. I, uh, I looked at the list of songs that make people cry. God, are you ready for this? No. Okay, no, I didn't think so. Oh, in no particular order, but this is the, the number one song that makes everybody cry. Gary Jewel's Mad World. Hmm. And then, of course, this one. Who hasn't, who hasn't been in their car singing this song in their head? Everybody hurts. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, that'll do it. Then, of course, when we're talking about loneliness, solace as a reason <laughs> to listen to music, you've got this good old one from Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's so sad. I've come to talk with you again. But there's some artists that we play here on The Buzz that also are on this list of songs that make people cry, including Pearl Jam's Black. When I think of somebody sad listening to that one, I think of them angry, dressed in the 90s, and just kind of like punching the air outside after a couple beers because like someone left them. Aww. Of course, <laughs> there's Jeff Buckley's. <laughs> this one will get you. Always. We play that one sometimes. Sometimes I see it up in the system. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I don't feel like crying for seven minutes. No. No. Of course, the Beatles. Yesterday. <laughs> All my troubles seem so far away. <sighs> Reflecting back on your life. Aww. This is the one that always seems to get me. Keen's Somewhere Only We Know. What's the song that makes you cry? <clears throat> I've got a, a few songs. Uh... Sarah McLaughlin, the uh, When Somebody Loved Me. Okay. And uh, a song about how you had such great times when you were with them, and now that they're gone, you're just sad and lonely. And then Callum Scott's Dancing on My Own. He's trying really, really hard to get the, the girl, and he is dancing alone in the corner, and then he sees the girl go home with another guy. Ugh. Always does. Mm. She always does. Follow the show. Instagram.com slash Jordan Silver. Jordan with an I. I feel like you really learn about someone and who they really are and how they really act when you see them under pressure. I would agree with that. Well, I learned who Stacey Moody was last night. We were at a trivia night. Ooh. About her favorite show and a show that I just watched, S Creek. You love that show too. You were supposed to be there with us. I said I was going and I would like to apologize for not making it. That's it? What's your excuse? I, What's your excuse? Well, you know I have to watch my daughter once I go home from work here. Mm-hmm. And then once I was done watching her, I sort of fell asleep in the afternoon and didn't wake up till like 8 o'clock. Did you get high? I did not get high. I promise you. I... Fell right asleep because I've been lacking some sleep. 
So I went to the bathroom, had some devil's lettuce, and went to bed. Devil's lettuce is weed. It is? Someone told me that yesterday. I I needed to be told that. Hmm. Well, you missed out on trivia night. Oh, damn it. I mean, I was out way past my bedtime. Way past. Way past. I looked at my watch, and it was like 848, and I was like, (gasps) ah, no wonder. Mm -hmm. Start yawning like a crazy person. It's awful. But pub quiz trivia night, it's such a wild experience. Correct. For certain reasons. Like, if you've ever been to a trivia night, BuzzFam, one thing that you worry about is the content. Like, what are they going to ask? Are they going to ask questions specifically about things that happened in the show? You know, like this action to this action. You know, what's the name of the this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, are they going to ask questions about the show, which is like this whole realm of things and that you don't study just because you're watching the show? Uh, are they going to ask questions about names? Oh, I hate when they ask questions about names. First Always and last. I'm <sighs> so bad with names in real life, especially on a TV show. But when we went there, there were people that were dressed up, like characters from S Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Were they dressed up well? Yeah. Yeah. So we're wearing a poison T-shirt. Huh. Um, so it was great. But your friends get really mean. This is something that I noticed. Your friends get really mean when you're doing pub pub quiz trivia night with them. I mean, Stacy got mean. Are you sure about that answer? Are you sure? Are you, you would you put Blanche's life on it? Would you? Oh my God! This is pub quiz. Relax. We're not going to get shot and die if we lose. I don't care. It's my favorite show. Also, there's like there, there's this pressure when you go to a trivia night that if just being asked a question on the spot, you kind of forget that. <laughs> Everything you ever knew. Yeah, you think you know it, and then as soon as you're asked, it just goes blank. You're like, oh, I can't even come up with an answer. And you know it, and you remember it, like in the shower, Mm -hmm. but not when you need to access it at trivia night. And then as soon as the submission is complete, you're like, oh, that's what it is. That was the damn name, yeah. Also, something I feel like you realize at trivia night is, or at least I do, that no matter how clever I think I am, there's always someone that's more clever (gasps) with team names. Always. Yeah, yeah. Always. I'm always afraid of saying an answer confidently and then being wrong. Oh, yeah. Because you kind of forget everything that you know. Mm-hmm. We got in a couple situations like that yesterday when Stacy and I were doing trivia night for uh, S Creek. Also, if you touch your phone at a trivia night, like your baby could be bleeding from the eyes and your wife's trying to get a hold of you. And if you go to touch your phone, they like shoot you. Put the phone down. Because it is Kansas City. <laughs> no warnings. Just like. Oh. Also, you get in really weird arguments at trivia. Like. It was a hair dryer. No, it was a broom handle. No, it was a hair dryer. No, it was a broom handle. Mm. Always weird arguments. But. um, Despite all of that. So how did you how did you guys do at the trivia since I wasn't able to help you guys and I've been on the champion trivia teams in the past. How did you guys do for that? Tell you after this. Jordan Silver on the bus. You know, yesterday for for pub quiz with uh Stacy on her favorite show, S Creek. I died at the brew lab. Literally? Yes, I died and my ghost haunts the brew lab now because I was so embarrassed because she, one of the questions was what instrument does Moira use while she is auditioning for the acapella group, right? 
mm-hmm. in one of the first episodes. Well, the answer was an egg shaker. Okay? Egg shaker. You know what an egg shaker is? Looks like an egg. It's got sand in it. And it goes, suck, 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 suck. yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Stacy put maracas. What? Right. That's okay. not even close. Okay, it makes the same sound-ish. I got it. Yeah. But when the quiz master was going over the questions, and mind you, there were 21 teams of six people. There were a lot of people that were at this trivia night. in a packed house. Yeah. So while he's going over it, Stacy stands up and goes, Maracas are the same thing as an egg shaker. She did that? Yes. That's embarrassing. I know. Oh, you don't do that. We work in music. You dumbass. We work in music. Maracas have a stick. You know, very different. She's like, she fought tooth and nail for us to get that one stupid point Hmm. because she thought that maracas should be accepted when the answer was an egg shaker. No, that'd be like saying a bass drum is the same thing as a timpani. Sure. Not. Right. Dude. Dude. (laughs) I was so embarrassed to put my hoodie on. I was like, we work in music. (laughs) We work in music. Just take this one on the nose. Just like, let it go. Let it go, Stace. Oh, my gosh. I also realized yesterday that Stacey is absolutely the worst speller of all time. And we need to work with this on the show more. What was something that she misspelled? Brie cheese. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) Brie cheese. And how did she spell it? I don't even want to tell you. And when we went in, 21 teams for the S Creek trivia that Stacey and I did yesterday, when you start, you're like, maybe everybody here is kind of a dumbass. Mm -hmm. When you hear the first couple questions, it gives you the tone for the trivia night that's coming up. Yeah, see how how hard the questions will be. Right. And so we get the first couple questions and we're all looking at each other and like, oh, no. Uh, One of those. Yeah. Even though everybody studied different things, you Mm -hmm. know, to make it so that we could possibly win trivia night. Um, So when the first rankings came in, we were 16th out of 21 teams. Not great. No. And we thought we were killing it in the second round, too. (laughs) Second round, we moved up to 14th. Slightly better? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions was, which celeb did Moira date the night that she met Johnny? Stacy put. What? John Cougar Watermelon Camp. N- no, she didn't. Yes, I did. Watermelon yes, did. Camp? Yes. John Cougar Watermelon Camp. As a joke? No. It, it, no, this is trivia. It's supposed to be real. Anyway, we actually ended up being fifth. We were only five points behind the top team. Well, that's impressive. It is impressive. And I left just right before the standing, so I don't know exactly how we won. But mm-hmm. I really feel like when she went in to turn in the answers, the people that were grading it just would look at whatever she scribbled and however the hell she spelled it and was like, <laughs> I don't even feel like dealing with this. Just give them the point. Jordan Silver and Friends News on 96.5 The Buzz. I'm dreaming of a white January. What's going on with the weather? Well, we've got that white January. It's going to be about a 50% chance that you'll be seeing some snow in your area. We've got a couple inches of snow this morning, but some good news. The winter storm warning officially ends at noon tomorrow, noon today. Good. And we should see some sun tomorrow. Okay, good. I was watching the news this morning and they're like, this is perfect snowball weather. And Laszlo makes fun of me because I do not like snowball fights. I hate them. Don't throw stuff at me. And When's the like, last time you've been in a snowball fight? Like 20 years ago. 
And I wasn't, I wasn't a willing participant. I was just walking and I got pelted with snow. So he thinks that I'm a Republican because I don't like <laughs> snowball fights. Anyway, let's get to the news. Well, this seems like an impressive accomplishment. You know the song High Hopes by Panic at the Disco? It's my, been playing a, a, a little bit recently. My teeth know that song. Everybody knows that song. High Hopes, Panic at the Disco, yeah? Yes, it has been at the number one spot for 52 weeks. What number one spot? On the Billboard Hot Charts. Oh, my God. So it hasn't been consecutive because the Hey Ma, Look, I Made It mm-hmm. took them off the charts for 11 weeks, and then they came back to number one. That's impressive to come back to number one after 11 weeks. Ugh, that song will not go away. It won't. And that- Bra- Brandon Yuri has said that a new Panic album will be released eventually. <laughs> Something to cover up. <laughs> hey, look, Ma, I made it. And high hopes. Okay, what else is going on in the news? Well, one of Kansas City's very own is going to be on RuPaul's yes, Drag yes, Race. Yes, yes. My- what up, world? How you doing? I am the Widow Von Du from Kansas City, Missouri, and I am the dirty 30 years old. <laughs> so, Kansas City is the home of Royals, Chiefs, Barbecue, and Jazz, and my black ass. <laughs> Okay, she does the Dining with Divas at Hamburger Mary's. She hosts it. Mm -hmm. Funniest person in the world. I've talked to her about coming on the show, too. So hopefully we'll get her on really, really, really soon because it's great. Casey repping all over the place. We've got the Chiefs in the SB. We've got our buddy Widow Von D Mm -hmm. on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. This is awesome and so funny. So funny. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. What else is going on in the news? Well, uh, this week, a North Carolina animal shelter posted an adoption for one of their cats, Perdita. Okay. But they're saying it's the world's worst cat. They thought she was just sickly. Turns out she's just a jerk. They say that she likes to stare into your soul until you feel as if you may never be cheerful again. And they listed her dislikes. Dogs, children, people, Dixie Chicks, Disney movies, Christmas, and hugs. Sounds like my ex. You sure it's a cat? Positive it's a cat. Are you sure? That's Jordan Silver and Friends from 6 to 9 on the bus. Chris, do I ask a lot from you and Stacey, work-wise? Mm, yeah. I mean, you, you, you demand a lot of dedication and passion and energy and devotion. And work and work? Right. I'm not just... We got to pack the biggest punch. We have like two or three people working on a morning show when like our rivals have 10 to 15. Okay. Yeah. So we still have to... We have to compete with that and mm-hmm. be entertaining with our small group and love the Buzz family. They only get the best that we can possibly offer every single day. Um, but I don't feel like I ask a lot from you guys. I feel like I give you realistic goals in a realistic time frame. I can agree to that. You, you, you don't give us things where it stresses us out. Where we're like, oh, boy, we're not going to get it done. Because if something comes up, I know that we can be like, hey, this came up. We're not able to do it. And you're not going to freak out. We'll just move it to the next day. Right. What I do freak out about is if you complete it, but you half-ass it. Yeah. Which you haven't done. I don't have. I don't like to half-ass things. Me neither. And... I don't know. It's, it's like kind of the type of person that you are. You're either someone that does, is totally fine with half-assing something, or you're somebody that puts your heart and soul in everything. I feel like there's no in-between. Oh, you're just either putting your best effort forward or everything in your life you're just trying to do the minimum requirements. That's exactly what I just said. But coming out of your mouth. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, well, Stacy is a half-asser. 
Damn it, Stacy. Okay, get this. What'd she not do? I, I asked her one thing, okay? One thing. It was, can you please, you have a day, can you get me a rundown of the categories that we have artists in for the Grammys that are coming up on Sunday? And she completed it, but she half-assed it? I just opened it up on our little spreadsheet thingy. Mm-hmm. All it says is, quote, Billie Eilish is nominated for basically everything. <laughs> Half-assed. It's AC. true, but still. <laughs> Jordan Silver and Friends on the bus. Well, the bus family are sick mother effers. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, because we talked about some true crime docs a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And I went on about the absolute worst one that I've ever seen. It, like, changed my life. I'm. It was so bad that I am in the middle of streaming Shirley Temple movies as penance <laughs> for watching Good Night, Sugar, Babe. I mean, how more innocent can you get than some Shirley Temple films? I have to clean my mind. There's no forensic files going on in my house, nothing. I don't want to see any true crime, anything, after seeing Good Night, Sugar, Babe, which you- is... Just the worst. You need like a 60-day reset. I hope I can be... Shirley Temple movies are like an hour and ten. I can get all, all those done. But, oh, yeah, I had to like control-alt-delete my mind because it, it was just so disturbing. Hmm. The worst one. But Buzz Family been hitting me up all week. Hey, what was that documentary you're talking about? Hey, I want to see it. Hey, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Hey, yeah. And I'm like, I'm warning you. I'm an adult. And I thought that I had seen everything. I have not seen everything. I finally did see everything when I watched that true crime doc, and it was... Do you feel guilty when you people are asking you and you're possibly presenting them with future traumatic issues? I warned them. I'm like, hey, this is really effed up. So Let's- you're washing your hands of their blood? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple. Oh. Anyway... But before before I watched that, I saw one of the worst movies, maybe the worst movie that I've ever seen. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, like, worst movie. What are some characteristics of a movie that would just be horrible? You know you're about to watch something horrible. When they have a horrible script, bad writing, and with no timing. Yes. Yeah. And when there's major storylines that are developed and then resolved and then never mentioned again. Oh yeah, that happens a lot. That irritates me. We were we were building it up, building it up and then oh my goodness, here it is and then oh, I guess it's on to the next thing. Hold on, we're not going to discuss anything that just happened? Yeah. Yep. That's infuriating. Yep. No character development or backstory or any idea why our characters are the way they are. Tell the story of a movie. You could get some backstory in there, please. Other characteristics of bad movies. When you can predict literally what will happen next. Yep. How many times have you been sitting there and like, somebody's going to be after her. Oh, she's running upstairs. She's she going to die. Yeah, I recently watched a movie on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I bet you this is going to happen. Literally to the T, how I specified. I'm like, this is horrible. I could do better writing than this. I've always said that if you're in a horror movie and you're making tea, the tea kettle, when the tea kettle goes off, you're going to die. <laughs> and don't walk up, run up the stairs, please. Nothing good upstairs. And also when people act in unnatural ways and nobody in their right mind would do what they would do in situations. Ah, yes. That does sound like The Haunting of Sharon Tate, which is the worst movie that I have ever seen. 
Sharon Tate. You know who that is. Of course. She was killed by the Manson followers. Yes. Yeah, the big old thing in the, in the late 60s. She was Roman Polanski's wife. There were other people that were killed on that scene. It's like the Manson family murders. Mm-hmm. And it's super famous. We all know the story. It's a very unfortunate situation. And what's even more unfortunate than the actual situation happening is that Hillary Duff plays Sharon Tate. Uh, it's going to be hard to take that seriously. It, I gave it. <laughs> you know what? I, we all know. Buzz family knows I have questionable taste. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fully aware of that. Even with my questionable taste, The Haunting of Sharon Tate was the worst movie I have ever seen, and I'll tell you all about it right after the Chili Peppers. Stream Jordan Silver and Friends 6 to 9 on the Radio.com app. It's really hard to criticize art. You shouldn't. It's somebody's, like, expression of something that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, do I have a movie? No. D- did I go out and make a movie? Nope. Do I have that in my credits? Nope. Did I write a movie? Nope. No, right. I suck for tearing this movie down. And I will forever live under this movie because I didn't write one. I didn't make one. This isn't something that I did. But I saw the worst movie. And it is called The Haunting of Sharon Tate. It sounds like a good movie. You would think, right? It was streaming on Amazon Prime. The movie came out last year. So, you know, it's not like some 1980s VCR viewing kind of thing. From the title, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, what do you, just as a normal human being, who studied minimal amount of true crime docs? Mm-hmm. What do you get from that? Well, of course, I'm assuming it's going to go over the the murder of her, and then the haunting of it kind of intrigues me to see like what part of the of this murder that they're going to kind of go and develop into. <laughs> yeah, I got the trailer here. The trailer for the haunting of Sharon Tate. It goes on for four minutes. Okay. Even the trailer sucks. I had to cut this down. <laughs> Listen to this. Five persons, including actress Sharon Tate, were found dead. It was like I was caught in something that I had no control over. I had absolutely no say so as to what was happening there. I was just like a tool in the hands of the devil. It's the only way I can put it. I cut that down to make that interesting. That goes on for so long before you even hear anyone talking, before there's any character storyline. What was that that you read from the list of reasons why movies are horrible? When there's no character development or backstory and you have no idea why our characters are the way that they are. (sighs) Hilary Duff plays Sharon Tate. First off, if you're going to have a serious, like, psychological thriller, you're, you don't cast Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. That is... <laughs> yes. Uh, Lizzie McGuire does not play a good Sharon Tate. Because you're right. Like, Troubled, it was, it was spooky. Everyone knows the story of what happened up mm-hmm. there. Uh, Charlie Manson, the guy who used to live in the house that Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski live in. He was a record producer. He met Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson played him some songs. The guy, Terry Meltzer, never gave him a record contract and also moved out of that house. So Manson was mad. He wanted a record contract. And so that's why he sent his followers up there, even though they knew, because they had showed up a couple times Mm -hmm. during that week, that Shaniqua don't live there no more. 
It is Sharon Tate that lives there. So, the movie was released in April 2019, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes said, quote, it's far too early to call this the worst movie of the year, but if it's not, it's going to be a rough year for movies. <laughs> Just like the greatest review ever. Oh, that's, that's rough. So, the haunting part of Sharon Tate. Yeah, what, what, is, what do they mean by that? They took some liberties here. Okay. It wasn't just told as the true crime documentary that we all know. It was an actual movie. Um, the the haunting is that she keeps having, Sharon Tate keeps having these nightmares about what's going to happen. And it happens exactly the way that it happens historically. But she keeps having these nightmares and no one calls the cops and no one gets a gun and no one does anything. She's just screaming <clears throat> for an entire movie. So she's having all these dreams that she's going to be murdered, that she's going to get killed brutally and she just continues to go out through her day with no other sort of protection yeah exactly exactly and her friends suck too but you know maybe they do because we know friends suck in some of these situations also sharon tate had had a dog prudence um prudence wasn't they're walking on uh, on a on a trail in Los Angeles, and all of a sudden, Sharon Tate sees that her dog that ran away the night before is decapitated. What? Right. It doesn't call the cops. Do they say, like, what happened with the dog? Do they talk about it afterwards? It's understood that the Manson family started to to get the dog there, you know? And this wasn't a giant red flag seeing her decapitated dog. to be like, hey, maybe we should call the authorities? Well, no. What the red flag was for me in this is I know the story... Of what happened at that house, the dog was not decapitated on the trail. So I started getting real worried about this movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, that's not factual. The dog did not die a day before they were all killed. This is loosely based on a true story. I mean, it's supposed to be The Haunting of Sharon Tate. There's facts. If this, if something happened the way that it happens. You don't take liberties. Um, the last thing that they ever got to do before the whole entire people that were staying at the Sharon Tate's house, they went to eat dinner. They never go to dinner in this movie. I'm like, wait, what? What? They don't even know. They slightly allude to dinner, but never go. And uh, I, I don't know if anybody wants to see The Haunting of Sharon Tate. But uh, this, this moment is going to be a spoiler alert. I apologize. Turn it if you don't want to hear, hear how The Haunting of Sharon Tate ends. How does it end in real life? How did how did what happened? Well, she's murdered, and she's pregnant with her with child, which mm -hmm. also passed away. And her four friends, I believe, are also murdered, just brutally bloodied in their house. Christopher, in the haunting of Sharon Tate, the movie streaming on Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. where Hilary Duff plays Sharon Tate, Ooh. they survive. They survived. What? They survived. How? They literally rewrote history with this movie, The Haunting of Sharon Tate. They live. They get. They kill the Manson killers. <laughs> they kill the Manson family in this movie. That's not based on a true story and at all. Take some liberties, Hillary Duff. Jeez. Jordan Silver and friends on the bus. Yeah, the snow. Oh, I hope it's sunny tomorrow. Yeah. Last chance to make your little snow angels. Or start a snowball fight. Let's go. Don't no. Throw it at me. I swear, I'll fire you. You get a spot. nice fluffy no. one, and I'll just gently toss it at Absolutely your back. Absolutely not. I hate snowball fights. Don't throw a snowball at me. I'll kill your family. I don't mind them if you don't throw them at my face. If you throw them at my face, I will take you and shove your face and screech it into the pavement until it bleeds. That's how I feel about anybody throwing anything at me at all. Oh. And that has been a thing before. Um, okay, so next week, 
We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. We've got for Mortified on Wednesday, <gasps> Stacy's creative writing teacher from her high school is coming in. Oh, that's incredible. I'm so glad my teachers live too far away to come in. Yeah, for real. All mine are dead because I went to school <laughs> in the 1800s. But No, but you, you know, BuzzFam, if you ever listen to the show on Wednesdays, we do this thing called Mortified where we bring in something that we wrote as a child. And uh, they're pretty messed up. It's kind of stupid, but that's like the whole point of it. And Stacy's written some really messed up stuff in this creative writing class. And so we're always like, I wonder, I wonder how her teacher felt when she passed this in. She got a hold of her teacher. The teacher is coming in. Yeah. Cannot wait. If, she, if Stacey were in school today, I have a feeling she would be flagged by her authorities and probably be asked and questioned about the things that she's right. Yes. That is totally true. Uh, also, next Friday, working on a Red Friday wrap, the most important one that there ever was. It's going to be great. I heard that the city is on its toes waiting for what you might have to offer. <laughs> oh, I don't think that. Oh, no, nah, absolutely. Nah, Multiple nah. people have asked me for when's your your ultimate Red Friday SB rap and I said it's coming. It's gonna be there, but I mean, I don't have Dustin. Maybe we can No. No. All right. It's just not the same, you know? Like yeah. it, like Simon and Garfunkel, Dustin and I were like Sar- Simon and Garfunkel. And you can't play with anybody else. you got to play by yourself, or then you got to do a sad solo set yourself. Paul Simon did just that. And it was good? Yeah. Hey, it's going to be great. Oh, man, what are you doing this weekend? I am, let's see, hopefully getting some rest. And I want to go out and about and do something this weekend. Like what? Anything. Get some chicken strips and a nice Coca-Cola at a bar, maybe. <laughs> or a Popeye's. <laughs> oh, or Popeye's. Doesn't even have to be. Oh, I just got a Popeye's yesterday. They put a cucumber on it. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that's great. It's a little prize. We've already talked about this no. this week. Yeah. Um, oh, geez, what am I? I'm going to a bunch of shows this weekend, going out. I'm going to be doing a lot of standing. A lot of. I just look at my week weekend ahead, and I was like, oh, Damn it, I'm going to be standing a lot. Aww. That's when you know you're old. Yeah, are you actually going to go to these places? Of course. Yeah? Yeah, I have to. I'm contractually yeah. obligated. Well, you can't uh, get out of stuff like that. If you do decide to go and you actually decide to end up going and not just say you're going to go, I would like a text. Oh, no. Because I would like to maybe, maybe the fourth time's a charm on us actually hanging out and you not bailing. Now let's see what happens on Monday, BuzzFam. If you need your Jordan Silver and Friends fix during the weekend, check out Jordan's Instagram at J-O-R-D-I-N Silver. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 